very close to crumbling. Um, and so I would say that's sort of the other end of the spectrum of I felt just copious amounts of pressure to welcome back to young smart money with me your host apple Kreider. today we are sitting down with max karg the founder of retired teen okay this is a guy who is working with young people specifically to allow them to escalate their lives on all levels okay he's somebody who is very focused on personal optimization we're going to talk about exactly what that means and how you can start to incorporate personal optimization into your own life to really improve yourself on all levels okay we're talking taking your life to the next level not just the next level but like 5 10 30 levels up okay we are going real real deep real actionable with max in this episode today he is somebody who was very very intelligent and he actually so funny story he ended up dropping out of college one semester away from graduating okay this guy was going to graduate with his bachelor's degree in two and a half years but two years in he decided to drop out go full-time on his business and really just dive headfirst into the world of entrepreneurship so i'm super stoked to have him here on this episode today to share his story with you guys because it's one that is extremely important impactful and I'm so aligned with the mission that he's on like that is the exact the purpose of this show is to provide all of the different options that young people have available to them other than the traditional nine to five and that is the exact mission that Max is on okay he is trying to spread positivity and options and just all of the different paths that we have available to us as young people and that is that is my mission here that is why I knew I had to connect with him and get him on the podcast allow him to share his message with you today so without further ado I want you guys to whether you're walking the dog whether you are commuting to work I want you to sit back relax plug in and enjoy this episode of young smart money Max welcome to young smart money how are you doing today awesome doing fantastic it is a pleasure to have you here. So, Max, in the intro, our listeners heard a little bit about you and what you're currently up to. But could you give us like a 60-second intro as to what you're currently doing right now? And then we're going to rewind and sort of work our way up to the present. That works for me. So right now, uh, I have a startup called Retired Teen, and it's centered on giving students the tools and kind of direction, help them define their path and decide which way they want to go after high school or in college and giving them the tools to succeed. Awesome. I love it. And that's like, that's like the exact same mission that I'm on, to be honest. Like with this podcast, it's, it's meant to inspire people, to give them guidance, to show them all the different options they have available to them. And, and that's why when I saw what you were doing, I had to reach out because I'm like, we are on the same mission. Like I got to connect with this guy. He's doing some really, really big things. Right, for sure. So talk to us about how you got started. I'm always curious with, with our guests how they, they got started in the world of entrepreneurship. So as a young person, as a middle schooler, as a high schooler, were you somebody who was like flipping clothes on eBay? Were you somebody who took school very seriously? What did that look like for you? Yeah, so both. I was super into school and I was kind of blazing my own trail doing the entrepreneur thing as well. Um, early on, I picked berries and made them into jam and sold them at the farmer's market. That was super young. That was probably my first endeavor. Um, I would go to thrift stores and buy old clothes or electronics and then sell those online. Um, I lived by the college and whenever people would hit home runs, um, we would get the baseballs or the tennis balls. So I would sell like balls on eBay. (laughs) Um, and that was like the very, very beginning of it. Um, and then I started working with cars. Um, I worked at Dairy Queen. That was my first job. Same. (laughs) That's wicked. I didn't know that. That's fantastic. So my coworker, um, had to sell her car really fast. 
because she was getting something that next weekend. And I think it was on a Monday. And she said, my car is worth something in the teens. Um, I'd take 1200 for it. And then she dropped the price to 1000 by the end of the weekend um, or by the end of the week. And uh, I told her I'd give her 800 bucks, even though I didn't have a license at the time. <laughs> so I bought my first car um, when I was like 15 and then ended up selling it for, I think, 14 or 1600 So nearly doubling my money. And that was like two months of working at minimum wage at Dairy yeah. over the course of like two weeks. I'm like, I got to do this more. So I got into that a little bit, um, did detailing, did uh, small mechanic work, just anything related to cars. That has been like the thing that got me started and given me a lot of financial freedom up to this point um, hmm. to be able to do the endeavor that I'm doing now and not really worrying about uh, making money up front so I can deliver a lot of value for free and not like try to sell a course instantly and monetize and do all of these things. Um, so I was doing that. And then in Hawaii, uh, rather than getting a traditional job, I, so I went to college in Hawaii. We'll, right. get, we'll get to that later. <laughs> uh, but in Hawaii, rather than getting a traditional job, um, I modeled and did the same thing with uh, buying and selling stuff from Goodwill, just hmm. flipping stuff on Facebook Marketplace. Um, I did some electronics as well, like iPhones and computers, um, just anything like that. I love seeing the upside in things and whether they be material things that I could flip or individuals like seeing, Oh my gosh, you have so much potential. Like let's, let's get the most out of you. Hmm. So. I love it. I love it. So throughout those, those early endeavors, what were the drivers for you? Like what was your motivation to, to go in and flip that car? What was your motivation to make that jam? What was your motivation to like sell those tennis balls online? Like what, what was, what were your drivers there? Were your parents entrepreneurial? Was it just like something that fascinated you? Yeah, I would say it was more fascinating. My parents were supportive, but not entrepreneurial themselves. Um, and I just thought it was fun. It was more of a game. So also back in um, elementary school, we did a fundraiser or maybe middle school, um, but it was to take a trip to Chicago. So I'm from Indiana and Chicago is about three hours away from me. Um, and we sold, I think it was chocolate bars or like tubs of cookie dough, whatever school sure. fundraiser. Um, door to door. And I had like so much fun with that. I was going up knocking on doors and saying like, do you want to buy this cookie dough? Um, I ended up paying for myself and like three and a half other students trip costs uh, through that. And so like, it's always been fun, I guess. Hmm. I don't take it so seriously. And once you've accumulated a certain amount, like once you have your bases met and your needs met, then you can start uh, tackling it from a different angle of like, I don't need to put a roof over my head or food on my plate. Like I can be more creative and have more fun with it. Yeah. And I think that's a really good mindset to have because a lot of people are just, especially a lot of, a lot of young entrepreneurs that I talk to, their main motivation is like, I want to make money. I want to get financial independence. But like, I think it's really important to focus on the value you're providing to people because a lot of people just glaze over that. They think, how can I make the most money the quickest? And they're not thinking about how they can create value, how they can really impact people. So talk to me about, about that mindset that you have of like, okay, now that I've made this money, I can focus more on the value side of things. Yeah. And that's definitely recently, um, recently happened for me. So, um, Last year, I ended up working like crazy, took online classes and just focused really heavily on my business. And then after I dropped off college, which we'll get to a little bit later, hopefully as well, um, I went all in with the business and made a lot of money that way. But I was like, okay. And 
what else? Like, mm-hmm. there's nothing past this. And sure, working with cars, like detailing, servicing, um, whatnot, like it was helping people. They they liked having a cleaner car or a better running vehicle, but it wasn't like this really big life-changing uh, phenomenon for them. Mm-hmm. And so that's what I'm going for with retired teen. Like, I want to shift people's mental paradigms in the same way that you want to with your podcast, I'm sure. So I love it. I love it. So talk to us about that decision that you said to drop out of school, because it sounds like um, that was something that was pretty pivotal for you. What made you make that decision? I went to college and like I said, from Indiana, went to college in Hawaii. And even that was a step out of, out of line, I guess. Hmm. Most people wouldn't be doing that. And the first semester I went, I was like, uh, I don't really like this college thing. Like, sure, I'm in paradise. This is fantastic. I'm, I'm liking it. But at the same time, something still feels off. Hmm. And then I said, you know what? I'm going to finish out the year. And so I finished out the year and I realized I was one semester away from my associate's degree. So I finished off my associate's degree and kept pushing my life off and kind of what I wanted to do off. And then after the year and a half and I had my associate's degree, I realized in just one more year, I could have my full bachelor's done. And so I went to college for one more semester. And so I was two years in, 4.0 student, like absolutely perfect. I started a club. I was president of a club. (laughs) Like I was a really good student um, and everything seemed to be going well. But I was like, man, why am I here? Like if I look at my goals and what I want, um, A, I don't entirely know what I want. And B, college isn't getting me there. Um, And so I took a semester of online classes. And in that time, I hired my first coach and mentor. And I was like, okay, holy crap, this is amazing. Like they're teaching me what I want to know. This individual has exactly what I want. I'm learning the things that I need to know from somebody that I like. Hmm. And then I went back to college and sat in for three days, uh, saw my teachers and they didn't have real world, eh, real world experience. They didn't have um, the life that I wanted. They weren't teaching me the things that I wanted to know. I was like, I just can't do it. Like there's, there's incongruency between what I'm doing right now and kind of the message that I want to preach and me going to college. And so I did drop out for me um, just because it wasn't in, I guess, alignment with my values. But at the same time, I'm like, this is a really compelling story. Like for a student going to college in paradise, graduating debt free in two and a half years, but I gave it up one semester away because I really truly don't believe in it for everybody. Hmm. And I, I want to put a caveat in here. So I'm not, I'm also not one of those um, internet entrepreneur kids that are like, screw college, drop out, drop out, (laughs) drop out. Like, yes, college has its time and its place. And I think it's a really good resource and a really good tool for certain individuals in certain circumstances. I am just very much against, um, the way in which people are shepherded into the system without really thinking about, okay, is this what I want? And do I really want this? Or is it because my parents want this of me? And are there other ways, better ways that I could be getting this information and training? Mm. So that's what I'm trying to do. That's the truth. That's the truth. And I mean, that's, again, that's the message that we're spreading here on Young Smart Money, all the different paths you have available to you outside the traditional nine to five, outside the traditional path that society has crammed down our throats time and time again. But one thing that I'm very curious about is what, what pushed you to make the decision to actually go out there and pay somebody to mentor you? Because 
it sounded like you were feeling stuck. It sounded like you didn't know where you wanted to go. But what made you have that mental shift to be like, okay, I'm going to find someone who's in the place that I want to be and I'm going to get them on my team and I'm going to get them supporting me and helping guide me in the right direction. Like what, what got you over that um, sort of hurdle and got you to make that, that, that next step? That leap for sure. So um, I got into podcast, I think like five years ago, maybe my sister had recommended that I start listening to podcasts. I didn't listen to her. Um, and, and maybe about a year ago, I hopped in the podcast game, um, started listening and I was like, oh, this social media branding thing, I should learn about it. Let me look up an Instagram growth podcast. So I don't remember who they were. Um, it was like two women that were just talking about Instagram growth and growing your business and whatnot. Um, they had a, a guest on named Sterling Griffin. And he ended up being my coach. Um, but I was like, man, this dude's super cool. He went from homeless to six figures in his first year and then seven figures his next year. Um, and not that money's the only metric because there's so much more depth to him. Mm-hmm. And there's so much more depth to everybody than just like, oh, I made this, mo- this amount of money. Um, but yeah, so he was super inspirational. And I'm like, man, I want to... I want to hear from this guy more. So I listened to his, his podcast and he ended up hiring a mentor that changed the game for him. And so I would say there was a like really long warming up process just through hearing his content. And then once I was finally like, okay, I want to take my life to the next level. Um, I got on a sales call and they were like, you should do it now. Like, why, why are you waiting? got kind of hard sold into it. But then after that sell, um, I was all in. (laughs) So now anytime, um, anytime that I want to get a new mentor or get a new coach, like what is it last week? Probably. Um, I dropped 10 K on a new coach just like without really thinking about it. I found him. I was like, this is something that I need. And without too much, uh, needing to be sold too much on it. I was like, okay, this is going to better me. This is something that I'd love to invest in. And in the same way that individuals invest X amount of money, whatever it is into college, like this is what I'm treating as my college. Hmm. It's just through a different source. Okay. So how do you think about mentors and like finding a mentor that's going to help you with whatever you're at right now? Like this mentor that you just brought on your team, how did you think about bringing that person on? Were you actively looking for a mentor? Was it sort of just, you saw this person and you're like, I see how they could add to my business. What, what does that process look like for you? Yeah, definitely. So, um, a big, pro- I guess I'm a big proponent for defining your goal, deciding it for yourself and then reverse engineering that back and saying like, okay, what do I need to do to get to that goal? Hmm. And you like the information's out there. You don't need a mentor. You don't need, um, even college. Like you could go to a library, you can find literally everything on the internet, but the advantage to paying for a course or a mentorship or anything like that is the acceleration. Um, and so they can fail for you. They can teach you their failures mm-hmm. and they can, send, yeah, they can, they can condense, uh, what would be a year of learning into a month. So, I value my time really highly. And so if I could spend 10 K to hire a new mentor that can take my learning curve from a year and tons of failures down to a really short period of time and fewer failures, I'm definitely all for that. That's the truth. And one of my mentors 
compared that to sort of if you wanted to drive from New York to LA, you could just get in your car and start driving south and start driving west and you'd get there eventually. But if you had a map, if you had a phone, if you had some kind of GPS that would tell you the fastest way to get there, you're going to save yourself a lot of time and a lot of mistakes, a lot of dead ends, um, because you know exactly the fastest route to get from where you are to where you want to be. Definitely. So talk to me a little bit about the process of, of sort of developing your goals and your mission, because clearly you have a very strong mission. You, you have a strong why. How did you develop that why? And, and why is your mission sort of to help young people um, establish their path? Right. So um, my sister is 11 and a half years older than me. Okay. Um, she ended up getting, I would say, shepherded into college like that's pretty much how everyone is. It's the right thing to do right after high school. Yep. Um, there's so much pressure on it. Yep. And so she ended up going to uh, college. She ended up getting her master's, which is incredible. Wow. Um, however, it's like, did she really want that? And is this something like she had to take out some debt for that? And that, um, that affected our family situation. Um, and affected her life and still continues to. Um, and so she was on that end of the spectrum. And then me personally, I had so much pressure um, being, I think I graduated like third in my class, but wow. four O plus um, in high school. And then, like I said, four O in college. So I was like the really good student. And especially when you're that quote unquote good student, you're expected um, to go to college. And I was in the running for a full ride to um, IU, Indiana University. And I ended up making it in the top five of that. And there was so much like built up pressure inside of me of, I would hate if I got this. Like it would be great. And everyone else would be like, oh, congrats. You got a full ride to this amazing college. You got direct admit to the business school that's like really highly acclaimed. This would be incredible. I was like, man, please don't win. Please don't win in the back of my mind. And I went through some major, um, I guess, like mental and emotional struggles in uh, high school. And with how much pressure there was on me, um, I was very close to crumbling. Um, and so I would say that's sort of the other end of the spectrum of I felt just copious amounts of pressure to make a decision that I didn't want to do. And so that's, that's the other part of my why. I love it. I love it. And, and, and it's, it's a very personal connection for you. Like you, you've gone through this experience and, and that's what's driving you to, to want to help other people navigate this maze and, and sort of break free from, from the traditional path that, that we're all sort of supposed to go down. Custom, yeah, exactly, exactly. Exactly. So talk to me about some of the biggest challenges that you've faced in, in growing this company, because I'm sure there have been some serious roadblocks that you faced. I mean, we all face significant challenges in whatever projects we're working on. So what have been some of the most significant challenges? And then talk about how you've been able to overcome those in your business. So in terms of struggles or problems that I faced in my business, uh, with the car business, I was working like crazy, like so many hours every single day, um, just like nose to the grindstone. I, I don't like the term hustle grind, but doing that. <laughs> um, anyway, I was doing the grind thing and there just wasn't enough time in the day to um, grow and expand. So it was either cut that off, stay at the ceiling that I'd already hit or get systems in place and scale and hire and do all of these other things. And so I ended up making the decision to just cut it out. 
um, put it off instead of hiring, delegating, scaling, et cetera. Sure. Um, in that business. So then for retired teen, which is the business that I'm starting now, um, I'm working on a whole bunch of backend stuff. I want to make sure everything's right, uh, in the, in the content and the delivery and value chain in that regard before I put too much out, um, just to make sure I have everything set. And given my tendencies of being a perfectionism, I'm, or being a perfectionist, I'm holding myself back. Um, just because I'm like, Oh, I don't want to put it out until it's 100% right. And so that's been a big roadblock and just being aware and cognitive of that saying like, okay, you can fail forward and it's fine. Um, that's been something definitely. Yeah, absolutely. I, I struggle with perfectionism myself a lot. Um, and it, it, it wastes a lot of time. Like when you are trying to create something and it just never feels perfect and it never feels quite right, you can end up wasting a lot of valuable time. And a, a lot of things I've just come to realize like, good and is or done rather done is is better than perfect because perfect is just never going to happen so it's all about just like getting into a place where you're comfortable setting out in the world knowing it's not perfect but like just being able to get over that has been has been huge for me do you have any strategies for our listeners that they can implement to sort of get over that hurdle because i know um i i hear from a lot of people who are struggling with this and and not being able to get things to a level where they're comfortable releasing them so do you have any any um strategies for that yeah, I would say so. So before you can make a choice, you need to be aware of something. So first, like, admit that it's a problem, um, mm. be aware of it. And then see, um, like, if you want to think about it logically in this regard, say, okay, how is this serving me? And in what way is it not? Because in order for you to be taking that action, it has to be serving you more than you believe it's not serving you. Mm. So think about in what way like being a perfectionist has served you in the past and how it's still serving you to this day. So like a lot of that um, tendency came from my upbringing of needing to get things right or being the 4.0 student. Like that was the identity that I had. Um, and I was like, okay, I got a lot of accolades. I got awards. I got recognized because of being quote unquote perfect. And so up until this point, it did serve me great. Thank you but now it's not serving me. So acknowledging that saying, great, fantastic, but now let's make a change. Mm, I love it, I love it. So a lot of what you do with Retired Teen has to do with like personal optimization. And I'm really fascinated with that term. I'm not super familiar with it myself. So could you give me and our listeners a definition of, of what personal optimization means to you? Yeah, definitely. So um, optimization meaning like getting the most out of something and personal being the person, obviously. So it's not just like financial coaching or emotional coaching, but more of a holistic, um, holistic approach of like, how do I just up level literally all of my life, my relationships, my finances, my et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, all of these areas um, and aspects to, to go to the next level and to live let's say average is five out of 10, like how do we get to a six, seven, eight, nine, ten, 10, and consistently stay there? Mm, I love it. I love it. So talk to us a little bit about that process. Like if somebody comes to you, say they're 16, 17, 18 years old, and they come to you and they want to up level their life, like what would be some of the first things you're going to look at with that person and sort of like establish how to get them to the next level? Definitely. So again, going back to the goals thing, um, everyone's goals are different. And so if I say 
like, oh, you need to put in more hours at your work, at your job, um, that may be going the exact opposite direction from what they actually want. And so helping them define and decide, okay, what is it truly deep down that I want? And then what are certain tactics and tools that I can um, get to that point? So I'm trying to think what a really good podcast uh, or what a really good like short um, short would be. So one really good strategy for the listener, I'll give you two exercises. Number one, uh, really simple tea table. Um, you would take a piece of paper on that, you would draw a T and on one side you would put plus and on the other side you would put minus. And on the plus side you would say, okay, who are the people? What are the events? What are the things that fill me up, bring me joy, bring me energy? And on the minus side you would put what takes away from me. And then how can you do more of the things that bring you and build you up? And how can you delegate, eliminate, and just get rid of those things um, that are weighing you down. And then number two would be what I call a timetable exercise. It's taking an inventory of what you're doing throughout the day or throughout the course of a week, broken down into chunks of time, whether it be five minutes, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, but get pretty direct and so, or get pretty minute. So you would wake up and fill out this timetable, let's say every 15 minutes. So the first 15 minutes you get up, go to the bathroom, you're kind of groggy. Um, the next 15 minutes you spend scrolling on your phone, on Instagram. The next 15 minutes you're doing all of these things. You go through your entire day and then at the end of that day or at the end of the week, you could be like, oh my gosh, I spent 45 minutes scrolling through Instagram. Like, is that actually getting me where I want to go? Is this actually bringing me a lot of joy or is it like quick escapism? Is it something that I don't even recognize that I'm doing um, that's actually a huge time suck? Mm, I love that. And identifying where your time goes is so important because like for me, time is literally my most valuable asset. Like I really value my time. And if it's going somewhere that I'm not okay with, I want to know about that and I need to be able to course correct and make sure that my time is, is being delegated where I want it to be delegated. So what are some of your strategies for like once someone has identified an issue with like where their time's going, what can they do to start course correcting and start getting themselves back on the track that they want to be on? Okay. Um, there are some like electricians that just walked over, but it's fine. I don't think they're talking too loud. Um, as for specific tools and tactics, let's go back to Instagram. Maybe someone's uh, spending too much time so they could take the app and just slide it all the way to the furthest page um, on their phone and like hide it in a folder so that it takes a few extra clicks. And maybe when they're going through those few extra clicks, they could be like, do I really want to be doing this? Do I really want to be on this? Um, you could do the burn the boats method, which would be just deleting the app going cold turkey. Like there are different ways depending on your personality and um, what works the best for you and what you can handle. Um, but yeah, it totally depends um, you could get on IG on the computer and I was listening to another podcast. They were saying that there was an artist that was drawing a lot of inspiration from um, photos that they were seeing on Instagram and they would use those inspirations in their personal art. And hmm. so it was a great tool for about 15 minutes. And then they start seeing like pictures of dogs, all of these other things. And they're like, Oh, everyone's at Coachella and I'm not, this is sad. Um, so they ended up unfollowing a whole bunch of people and just getting on Instagram on their desktop. 
for like 15 minutes, they would block it out and say, okay, I'm only getting on Insta for 15 minutes or 30 minutes on Monday morning. And I have the inspiration for the entire week rather than spending like hours and hours and hours scrolling as this like side thing. Mm, that's huge. And like for me personally, that's, that's one of the areas where I spend a lot of time is on Instagram and usually I'll go on to like answer messages and I'll start answering messages for like 15 minutes and then I'll get distracted with something. And then like five, 10 minutes will go by and I'm like, wow, I just wasted all of that time. So one thing that I've actually started to implement myself and, and this could be something valuable to some of the listeners is I've turned my phone black and white. So I, I went in the settings, turned it black and white because you just get so much less dopamine from Instagram when everything's black and white. Cause there's all these like red, like notification symbols and all these like different things that are trying to like grab your attention. But like if right, it's yeah, all grayscale, right. it's huge. It's, it's, it's made such a big difference. And like now I'll go on Instagram to answer messages and I won't want to be there any longer than I have to. because it's just like not as pleasant to look at, you know? For sure. Definitely. And it's like, going back to how is this serving you and mm -hmm. what way is it not like minimizing the reward and maximizing kind of the punishment, yeah. not saying that there's a punishment with Instagram. Um, well, the punishment would be wasting your time, yeah. but the, like the way in which it serves you is that dopamine rush. So yep. you can limit that dom yeah, dopamine by turning it grayscale or doing these things. Um, yeah, it's a huge tool for sure. Absolutely. So talk to us about some of the other aspects of like personal optimization. So we touched on time. We touched on things that are like adding and subtracting from you. Um, do you touch much on things like exercise, health, or other aspects of like personal growth? Definitely. So um, again, it's holistic. And so physical health, the physical body is really important. Um, being connected spiritually, whether that be a specific religion or to to anything else you believe in or just a higher why mm -hmm. um, that's another aspect and um, and then also emotional work and uh, dealing with traumas and relationships so there are lots of different pillars uh, that create the individual but um, in personal optimization there's a lot of work with how are your relationships how could you make your relationships better um, how's your relationship with yourself and how are your emotions? Do you allow your emotions to come through or are you just operating from your head up? Do you actually listen to your heart, to your gut, these other intelligence centers within your body? Um, and that's kind of wushu. But um, anyway, I'm into that for sure. So yeah, there are definitely um, other aspects and areas. And it's not just like life coaching that's general... Um, direction or and it's not specifically tailored to a niche of finance or relationships or any of these but it's like lifting the entire human and saying okay what what can I improve on how do I improve on this so relationships inner work um, and I think that's a huge part I kind of want to go on a tangent here yeah um, a light rant on the educational system in college so um, I went to college, obviously, right out of high school. We, we went over this. Um, but after doing a lot of inner work, um, really in-depth for probably four months, I realized that I needed that so much more than I needed college. Um, and I've seen some fitness transformations and some emotional transformations um, from friends. And let's say they were overweight, obese and they have horrible self-images, they have horrible relationships with themselves, and so would college necessarily be the right next step for them? 
or should they find a way to deal with those things, the things that are blocking them and holding them back um, and dealing with those rather than going straight to university. And I think that would be the perfect thing for a gap year, like finding, okay, I have this huge block with my health or I have this huge block with um, any of these areas, any of these things that I'm struggling with, childhood traumas, um, and actually like harnessing those, battling those demons and dragons face on and then coming out on the other side being like, oh my gosh, I'm really full and complete and I don't feel like I have this part missing or like nagging at me always. So, mm. Absolutely, absolutely. Max, you've been dropping a ridiculous amount of value on our listeners so far. I'm really stoked to get into questions that I like to ask all of my guests. So are you feeling ready for those? For sure. Awesome. The first thing I'm curious about is what are you excited about right now? This could be something in your business, in the wider realm of your life but like what's something that genuinely has you excited right now definitely so um i'm on the verge of moving um one of the ideals that i preach is taking a gap year from high school to college and taking like three six months or an entire year to travel really lightly and just self-study um and find yourself um so i never did that however what i'm doing now is sort of on the same path or the same track of I'm going to live exclusively probably out of a suitcase um, and a backpack and just take a huge trip and say like, okay, this stuff that comforts me isn't really supporting me in the life that I want to create. And so I'm planning on living in all sorts of areas, um, LA, Bali, um, a few places in Japan. I don't know specifically yet, but I'm going on a huge travel, um, a huge journey. And so I'm super, super excited for that. Awesome. Well, we might have to have you back on after that because um, after I graduate in about a semester, I'm planning on doing the exact same thing. So I'm definitely going to have to pick your brain on that and get some, some tips and tricks off you. Quick question. In yeah. like a month from now or? No, in like, like five months from now. Okay. Like gotcha. in the winter. Yeah. Gotcha. But I am, so once this summer, I'm, I'm spending a fair bit of time traveling as well. I know next month I'm going to Panama City. Um, but other than that, I'm just going to, I'm going to try to travel a bit, see some friends. For sure. Cool. So um, what habits do you have that have served you particularly well? These could be habits in your business, your lifestyle, but like what are things you do on a regular basis to help you get to that next level? Um, so in my study of personal optimization, I have a lot of tiny habits and those are the things that make a difference um, for sure. But this is kind of weird um, in terms of, yeah, this one's super weird, um, but it's kind of a metaphor for anything in life. I have a capsule wardrobe. So if you check out my Instagram, I'm pretty much always wearing the exact same black t-shirt. Hmm. Um, and so I've done that capsule wardrobe idea in a ton of different areas in my life where if you're not familiar with what a capsule wardrobe is, um, it's just having like a few key pieces that fit really well. that are your favorite. You love them. They look good. They make you feel good. And you just wear those items. And so I've done the same thing with my diet as well. Um, of course, I'm eating a lot of different foods with different nutrients, but I'm like, okay, these are the foods that I'm going to eat. These aren't, this is a yes, this is a no. Um, and I guess just having like clear cut boundaries and yeses and nos for me, that's hmm. been a huge benefit. And then also seeing um, optimizing downtime. That's hmm. another huge uh, benefit. So when I got into podcasts and got into audiobooks. Um, I realized when I was driving and listening to music, I was spending a whole hour of 
sure it was pleasant and it was kind of serving me because I was enjoying it and not saying music's bad or the devil, but <laughs> um, audiobooks and podcasts could change the game for you and accelerate, accelerate your growth, change your mindset. And there are so many benefits. So in all of this like downtime and wasted space and um, times that you're half there, half not, like what could you be doing in that other half there time? Hmm. So being, being very aware of that, very critical and getting systems in place to um, get the most out of that time, optimizing it. Perfect. Yeah. So what kind of podcasts and audiobooks are you, are you listening to these days? As for podcasts, I'm listening to a book called Essentialism right now. And it's incredible. I would highly recommend it. I just finished The One Thing by Gary Keller. I would also highly recommend that one. Um, as for favorite podcasts, um, Lewis Howe's School of Greatness. That's the one that got me started. Um, Life Changer Academy or Life Changer with Sterling Griffin. He's my coach. He's my number one. Um, Brendan Bruchard, The Brendan Show. Um, he's, he's my new coach, my new mentor. Um, yeah. Wow. <laughs> I'm super excited. He's the one I dropped 10K on. Wow. Um, That's wild, dude. I just saw him speak a little while ago. He's, he's, he's wild. I'm so excited. Um, <laughs> yeah. So what I do, I guess I note for you, um, similar with how he does high performance, mine's personal optimization, just different side, different phrasing of the same coin. Mm -hmm. um, so he's definitely, uh, he's my new mentor, but Brendan show with Brendan Bruchard. Um, and of course, Young Smart Money with Apple Crider. <laughs> exactly. The number one. There we go. All right. I'm always- And retired really team. Have to shout that out. And retired team. Oh, and yeah. retired team. Of course. Of course. <laughs> so, uh, Max, I'm always really curious what our guests do that doesn't scale. So, for me personally, I'll give you a quick example. One thing that I do is every single day, I'll pull up my phone and I'll shoot like five to 10 video DMs to new followers. I'll just like go to my list of new followers, pick like five to 10 people randomly and just say, hey, what's up? My name's Apple. I appreciate the follow. If there's anything that I can do for you, let me know. Have a wonderful day. Something super simple like that but make sure I say their name and whatnot um, just to keep it personal. Is there anything that comes to mind for you and your business? I'm sure there's a lot of stuff that you do that has like that personal max touch to it. But like, what, what are some things that you can think of right off the bat? One of the things that I do when I drive listening to podcasts or audiobooks is rather than trying to jot down a note with the pen and paper or even typing and driving, because that's not safe. Nope. Unfortunately, I don't own a Tesla with autopilot yet. Um, but I'll record a video to myself. I'll just uh, oh. open up the camera app, open up video and mm. hit record and then summarize um, whatever golden nugget I just listened to and then go back and jot that down later. And so that's definitely something that doesn't scale in terms of going back through all of those. Like they are golden nuggets for sure. They're incredible. However, just like taking the time to go back through all of that yeah. scale and my old business of um, working with cars there were a lot of different aspects, anything of anything that took my time, like anything that takes your time away, um, doesn't scale. You would need to get systems in place to gain your time back. I would say it's kind of a cheap out answer, but <laughs> wherever no you're spending at all. Time. Exactly. Exactly. So Max, where can our listeners go if they've been enjoying the amazing value that you've been providing us with here today on Young Smart Money? Where can they go to follow up with you, find out more about what you're doing, retired teen, all that good stuff? Deal. Um, so at Max C. Card on Instagram and then check out the Retired Teen Podcast for now. Check those out directly. You can feel free to DM me, anything like that. Um, 
and I'll have a lot more resources that I can point you to depending on where you are, what phase of your life you're in, what you're looking for um, from that point forward. Awesome. Sounds like a plan. And I'll be sure to link up all of those in the show notes for this episode. Max, I really do appreciate your time. I appreciate you choosing to spend it here. Do you have any last parting thoughts or words of wisdom for our listeners here today? I do. Um, Live your life, not the life that someone else wants for you. Mm, Preach it. Max, I appreciate you, man. And I appreciate your time. For sure. Thank you. Well, I hope you guys enjoyed this latest episode of Young Smart Money and got a ton of value out of it. If you did, do not forget to subscribe to the podcast. It only takes about five seconds. If you're walking the dog, if you're going to the gym, pull that phone out of your pocket, press that subscribe button, and uh, drop us some love in the ratings and review sections as well. Those really do help the podcast get in front of even more people and helps us get even more amazing guests on the show. And I do read each and every one of your ratings, reviews, message that you send me. Uh, they, they really do impact me and the show and show me exactly what what you want to be seeing here on Young Smart Money. So again, do not forget to drop us a rating, review, and subscribe over in iTunes. And guys, have a wonderful day. Take care. And I really do appreciate you choosing to spend your time here with us on Young Smart Money. Have a wonderful day. Real quick, just launched a new project called the Online Course Examiner, basically the Yelp of online courses. It is blowing up lately. OnlineCourseExaminer.com. Check it out.